Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hi, what's going on? Um, I don't have Jeremy yet. Jeremy's not here yet. So you're stuck with me. So while you're stuck with me, I have to tell you just a couple of things. Okay. First, I went to ECC, VPX, whatever the fucking name of it is. I went to that in Niagara Falls last weekend. And um, there, there, was some, there was some good and some bad. Okay. Um, the, the really good thing for me, and I told everybody in the DIY group about this, but the the really good thing was there was a vendor there that a friend of mine has been telling me and telling me and telling me that I really needed to try there. Sorry. I think I fixed the audio levels. Stop sending me PMs. If that's not better, tell me if it's okay. We're good. Um, so yeah, so I go over and I try out this vendor because a friend of mine keeps telling me I have to try it out. And I tried it out and I tried everything in their entire line. And there were two juices that I, two e-liquids that were really good. And I bought to bring home with me because I liked them. And, um, I started walking out of the room that they were in and I turned around and I went back and I said, you know, I said, um, can I ask you something? And one of the two guys working there says, you know, you sound really familiar to me. And I'm like, um, I do? Said, yeah. And the other guy says, he said, well, what can I help you with? And I said, well, do you care if I talk about these e-liquids on my show? Would that be okay? And the guy says, oh, you do a show? And I said, yeah. And the other kid says, well, how long have you been vaping? And I said, oh, a little over five years. And he goes, oh, my God, you know my sister. Darcy Markwell's my sister. I was like, well, holy fuck. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, I met Darcy Markwell's brother. Um, he works for the vendor that I bought these juices from. And the guy says to me that owns the company, says, you know, he says, I have to thank you. He said, you're Jeannie. And I said, um, yeah. He said, Jeannie from the DIY group on Facebook. And I said, mm, yeah. And he said, well, he said, I just want to tell you thank you. He said, I learned a lot of stuff in that DIY group on Facebook. And it's part of why I became a vendor. So I was like, fucking A. So yeah, so that was that was my yay warm and fuzzy for the entire meet was, you know, that to meet somebody and talk to them and to find out that they're very thankful that we teach people DIY skills in that group and not just hand out recipes. Which which made me very, very happy. Um so the other thing that made me really, really, really happy at this meet was I got a nice little care package from Flavor Art. And when I say that I got a nice little care package from Flavor Art, I should be truthful and honest with you and tell you that I got everything. Yeah. Everything. 
So, um, am I spoiled? Yes. I will, I will admit that right now that I am spoiled and, and yeah, I'm very happy. So, (laughs) um, and I have to tell you that, that my friends called me names. It wasn't very nice. They, they called me names but they love me so I guess it's okay um but yeah I I have started playing around with some of the flavors from flavor art that I've never tried before so flavor art flavorings tend to be more there than anything else um it seems with flavor art I can get away with using a lot less flavoring so what I'm doing with all of these is, of course, you know, I do my typical, the, the sniff test, right? Um, it, you know, if, if I can hold it at arm's length and smell it, oh, that's a half a percent, you know, and then the closer I get to my face. But I did have to scale it back some. So what I'm doing with most of them is, when I start playing with them, is I mix them in a 50-50 blend and put 3% flavoring in there and see where I got to go from there. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's, I just, you know, it's what we do. Oh, there's Jeremy. Hi, kid. Hi. How are you? I can't believe I, I missed you. you. Where, where I were know, you? I know, I don't know. I was everywhere at the meet. You know, I really thought I had, I walked, I bet I walked that thing 15 times. Well, I'll tell you, I wasn't there on day one. I was only there on Saturday. I was, yeah, I, I messed up flights on day, day one, and uh, but I was there all day on Saturday. You know, and I did, and I walked back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I kept, I kept, um talking to Robin and Joe and Fred over at the Vapor Militia table. Well, and then, you know, I would had to go all the way back down to the other end of the place because that's where Andre's booth was. And I kept waiting for Andre to show up. And, yeah, Andre, House of Vapor, you're an asshole. You were never there on Saturday. Just saying. <laughs> I have to give him shit because he always gives me a hard time about being in Buffalo and not coming to the shop. Well, I drove all the way to Niagara Falls. And my daughter, who is terrified of heights, by the way, drove me over both of them fucking bridges to get to Niagara Falls. And and Andre wasn't there. So, you know, I got to see everybody else. But yeah. did, you, did you get to go see the falls? I've been to see Niagara Falls a lot. Um, that, okay, yeah. I made sure. I made it a point to go and see them. Well, and did you, you, you didn't have a passport, did you? No, I didn't get. I didn't get to see the Canadian side. Yeah, because you know nothing against the the United States side of the falls. Um, they're pretty. I know. But, I, but I heard Niagara Canada side was way more awesome. Yeah, Niagara Falls, Canada side is spectacular. I mean, just Canada gets all the good stuff. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I didn't. You were there, and I didn't see you. Drew from Delaware Vapor was there, and I didn't see him. Freddie Farang was there, and I didn't meet Freddie. I got to hang out with Freddie for a little while. Yeah, no, no, didn't, no, didn't, didn't get, and I'm like, son of a bitch. So, you know. Are you going to Vape Bash? 
Of course I am. We already discussed this. We shall hang out there. And I told you I get double hugs because I missed you last week. (laughs) (laughs) So, and congratulations to you, my boy. I haven't haven't had you on a show since the Enjoy Artist Collection was announced. Yeah, I've been a little bit busy. A little? It's been a... It's been crazy, and not just because of Enjoy. We, we're we hitting the shows really hard this year. So Yeah, and how many stores you got? Uh, well, we have two stores open, but um, I'm doing shows all over the country. You know, we're trying to do as many shows as we possibly can. Oh, dear God. You know what? That that nonsense is for you young people. <laughs> I, I don't... I feel- I'm exhausted. I've done eight weeks in a row. This will be my first weekend at home in eight weeks. I, you know, I don't know how. I I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. I really couldn't. I, I would be, like, crash somewhere and missing flights and, yeah, no. No. And besides, I don't like yeah. TSA. I really don't like TSA. Not at all. TSA is not my friend. Yeah, you know, I I made a statement to uh, someone about last year how we never ran into any problems with flights. And I was always like, how do people get in so many flight issues? And this year, it's been nothing but issues. Laid flights, missed flights. You know, it's been horrible. Um, When Jason uh, Electronic Sticks was, they were on their way home. When him and Shelly were on their way home, they got stranded in Chicago overnight. But yeah, Chicago is pretty much the worst airport on the planet. Yeah, I hate that airport. I can't stand going there. They they didn't they didn't strand their luggage though. <laughs> that happened to me in Michigan. I lost my luggage in Michigan. So yeah, Jason and Shelly were um, stuck in Chicago for the night. They're talking about it on Facebook, and Chicago Rod's like, "Well, you know, if you need me to bring you toothbrushes, let me know." And I'm like, "Rod, you know, if you were a really good guy, Rod, you would just like." Go get them and take them to dinner and then take them back to their hotel after you stop someplace so they can get toothbrushes. So True. The one advantage of being in Chicago overnight is Gibson Steakhouse. Yeah, no shit. Um, and I've never been. Oh, God. We can, yeah, I'm going to steal you away from the meat. Me and you are going to go eat some steak. And, you know, I am a big fan of cows. As long as they're not eating grass. It's pretty much... And they're on a plate. I can I can name the my favorite meal of all time was at Gibson's. Huh. There's a steak so. place. There's another steak place too that Dino keeps. Dino, I know Dino and Drew. Um, and <laughs> and God, I miss Drew. Uh, but Dino and Drew have this steak place that they like to go to, and they try to find one at every meat they they went to and cisco's like yeah all right ruth chris uh is it ruth chris no i don't think that's it i don't i don't have any yeah i don't remember what the name of it is but yeah they go to the oh morton's that's what it is i do remember the name morton's yeah morton's is good i had morton's in vegas see and you know and i miss all these all these fancy places living in the middle of bum fuck um, and I will tell you though that um, if if you're ever in Dallas, Texas, and you want a really good steak, 
Now, you need to understand this is coming from the old prude of vaping. Okay? I may cuss like a trucker, but I'm I'm kind of kind of a prude. All right? But if you're in Dallas, Texas and you want a really good steak, you have to go to the titty bars. The titty bars? Yep. Down on Lower Greenville. <laughs> because Hey, we can make that happen for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, because well, you My know, most of them have a that, so. most of them have a gentleman's club side and a restaurant side. <laughs> yeah, now funny. I've only been in the restaurant side, but yeah, it's it's kind of embarrassing to tell people that if you want a really good steak in Dallas, I suggest you go to the strip club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've got really good steaks. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Ooh, you're so naughty. I, yeah. Get some big old meat and then go over to the side and get some, you know. I, I, <laughs> get some titties in your face. No, I think I'll pass on the on the dessert option. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, did you see? Did you see that picture I posted? I was telling everybody about it before you got here. One of, of the, your haul? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I talked to Sean, and I sent Sean a message after I saw yours. I said, where was mine at, buddy? He's like, you have everything. I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? And uh, Niagara and I were talking. We were talking on the phone the other day. We were on the phone for like an hour and a half. And he's like, oh, and have you tried tried this new tobacco? And, and I'm like, what the hell's the name of it? And he gives me the name of it, and I'm going through the box, right? And I'm like, I don't have that one. He's, what do you mean you don't have it? I'm in love with flavor art stuff. I've always used flavor art stuff. Yeah, I'm so happy that they're coming to the U.S. Oh, I know. And I'm like, so um, when is this When is this warehouse done? He said, as soon as I can get it done. <laughs> I'm like, well, you better hurry up because yeah. I only have 135 flavors to last me <laughs> until you're done. <laughs> I know, I know my lab people. Um, thankfully, I'm not. I, I still pay for the uh, flavorings, and I still order every now and then. But thankfully, the burden for flavor art is usually on my lab people, and they don't like ordering from Italy. Yeah, well, I mean, it just it takes so long, you know. And I was in. Yeah. I was one of those people that, you know, about a year, year and a half ago, when it got so freaking hard to get your hands on, I had just finally said, fuck it, and redid a couple of my recipes so that I didn't need flavor art flavoring. Are the recipes the same? No. Am I going to be really fucking happy that I get to put it back in there? Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, and for us, it's not, it's for vendors, uh, well, I can only speak for ourselves, but it's not easy to hide stuff like that. You know, we can't change flavoring. So, uh, it, it got to a point there for a little while where it was really, really hard to get some stuff. And, um, we actually had to discontinue one juice because it was just so hard to get the flavoring. So hopefully we'll be able to get it and we'll be able to bring it back. And, and what is this, what is this German chocolate cake? Ah, cake boss. I haven't tried that. It's a, it's a German chocolate cake, but it doesn't have the traditional pecan uh, nutty finish. It's got an almond glaze nutty finish. 
And it's super, super good. It's, it's, I hate, I personally hate chocolates. I don't like dealing with chocolates ever. And um, I kind of think that they come off a little bit burnt flavored, you know, like you kind of have, uh, kind of taste like your coils bad yeah. sometimes. It, yeah, and then they end up tasting and, um, like baker's cocoa. Right, and, yeah, or dry. It would be a good, another good word for it. But for that one, um, we've been using a combination of flavors for to get a really good chocolate. And I was like, man, you know, it would be awesome if it had a, like a toasted coconut undertone to it, you know. And like on the on the back end of it, you get a super intense sweet chocolate, milk chocolate on the inhale, and then like a dark chocolate while it's in your mouth, and then on the exhale, you get that toasted coconut. And we take it a step further with the almonds, and uh, the end result is everybody's like, it tastes just like German chocolate cake, like exactly like German chocolate cake. And uh, we put it out, and um, we put it out under our seduction line, which is kind of geared towards women. And uh, everybody just flipped out over that juice. Probably took off faster than any other juice that we have in any of our lines. It's weird. Now, you wouldn't think that people wanted a chocolate vape, but apparently they did. Well, and you know, and. That's why I have to try this, Jeremy. And you know me. You know if I think it's horrible, I'm going to tell you. But I, you know, I have tried so many chocolate vapes, and they have all just turned into freaking baker's cocoa. And that was one of the things, too. Flavor Art now has a cocoa flavor that they redesigned. Yeah. And, um, and it's called Cake Boss. Oh, yeah, and it's Cake Boss. It's the one I I make sure whenever I tag you in a post or something, that's the thumbnail that's up. Not that you ever notice that, but if you've ever noticed that, Jeremy, <laughs> it's it's kind of a hint. I haven't tried this one yet. I'm really going to have to try that one. So make sure, make sure there's a 30 mil bottle of that in 12 meg when you come to Chicago. Oh, well, I, I believe that's on the list to bring. We're going to have a smaller setup in Chicago. It's not our normal uh, 10 by 20 setup. It's a real small 10 by uh, 10. By 10. Mm-hmm. But I love that about Chicago. Well, and you know, and let me say this and see if you agree with it or disagree with it. I'm sure from a vendor standpoint that, that ECC was a, a good thing for you. But for me, from a vapor standpoint... I went to VCCNE up in Springfield, Mass, and I was at ECC. And I have been to all of the VaporCons. This year, Bash will be the first time I've ever, ever been to Bash. But I have oh, to... Oh, really? Yeah, this will be my first time. Bash is the best meet of the year. Well, I needed to get Hands a job to pay for me to be able to go to another media year. And I finally got a job to be able to pay for me to go to another media year. So now I get to go to Bash, which means I get to see Par and Lisa twice a year, which makes me very happy. But if I had to pick which style of meat that I would go to, they definitely will be a VaporCon and Vape Bash style event. Right. Well, you know, Vape Bash kind of holds this near and dear thing to me you know it's that's where my first that's my, my first uh national event not vending at one but going to one 
that was my very first one, and it was Bay Bash 2 in 2013, I think. It was in 2012 or 2013. But, uh, I, and I fell in love. That's where I met everybody from the industry. And um, I kind of got introduced into the whole world through that meet. And I'm, I'm great friends with, with uh, DG and Taz. Uh, Good Life supports all of the Vape TV crew. You know, we, we have a show on Vape TV. And then we also have been sponsors for Vape TV for god for forever since i can remember so it's it's kind of like a homecoming for us you know we we show up and it's not even the vending part that's cool to us it's the fact that we get to meet our customers from up there and we get to see our old friends so so it's a very awesome meet and you know i have to tell you it's not a penis contest you know i kind of refer to meets nowadays as it's a it's a dick contest you know who has the biggest who has the biggest boots and who has the most elaborate stuff and who has the most naked models and yeah you know, what the fuck was up with what is that the southern california convention style meat is that what that was because there was all kinds of women walking around in nothing but fucking pasties and body paint that's everywhere all these conventions um unfortunately it's becoming you know more of a contest rather than a way for vapors to find new products and you know, I, I, I guess that's the hard part of marketing. You know, it comes with marketing, but Good Life doesn't really bind all that. We sell our product and we put it out there. We don't have fancy labels. We don't have anything crazy about our product. You, we believe that our product should speak for itself. And if you want that kind of thing, then we're right there for you. But if you want the fancy stuff, then it's there for you too as well. Well, and so I have a question. I about Bash. Well, and I have a question for uh, you. How many flavors do you have at home? Uh, do you as far as do you still no flavoring. no stuff to mess around with? Do you still mm. enjoy being able to just sit down with an array of flavors in front of you and see what falls oh, out? Yeah, for sure. Um, in the lab, we have. God, we have every single flavor art, um, just about, um, we have every single Capella, we have every single, um, TPA. The only thing we don't have a lot of is, uh, Flavor West. We don't use much Flavor West. Oh, I have a little bit of a rant. I'm not a big fan of their flavorings. Yeah, I have a little bit of a rant from from ECC about a flavoring vendor too i have to oh crap hold on there's people sitting here on hold oh no are they just hanging out or well we'll see hi 603 who's this hello must be they're just hanging out there so if yeah we 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 have tons and tons of flavorings and i go in um i got like i said i'm usually only in town monday through thursday but tuesday and wednesday are my days to go in and play around so i'll actually go to the lab and i come up with about two to three different juices every week it's kind of my goal and um out of those god 
we'll probably have 18 juices up for testing and then maybe two will make it through to final to, to actually be on the site but uh yeah i'm constantly mixing i I've, I've never lost that that you know love for mixing i mean and it just and it never seems to get old and a lot of people think that at some point that you just end up mixing because you think you need to and i have never had that be the case now i have gotten to the point where i'm like oh good lord i have to get all of that stuff out because i might have a little bit of an issue with ordering flavoring um and i might have a lot more than what i actually need (laughs) right so and yeah, I don't have you know, I don't have I can't set up like a mix station and leave it there. I don't have anywhere to be able to do that. You know, I've got a cupboard that it all gets stored in and I have to, you know, disinfect I've I went and bought a fifty four inch by fifty four inch marble top table just so I would have something that I could disinfect the way I wanted it to be to put all of my shit on to mixy liquid. Yeah. I have these um all these uh, nail polish stands in the corner. We have like this one corner of the lab that doesn't get touched. And I have two stainless steel tables there, and it's kind of known as being my area. Yeah. <laughs> out of out of twenty six or out of sixteen thousand square feet, uh, I have probably fifty square feet of space where I can work. <laughs> but uh, I'll take. And uh, I'll put all of our flavoring that we get in, any kind of new flavoring, I'll put it in a new bottle, you know, a little small bottle, uh-huh. and I'll pull it over to my station, you know, and that's that's what I use to mix with to, to do testers and things like that. And um, I mean, DIY for me at first was an obsession, you know. I, I had to have it all. I, had I to remember have that. Flavoring. I went broke, you know. I, at the beginning when I started DIYing. The, the thought of saving money was, you know, that that was the last thing that I did because I was broke. <laughs> I, anytime I had spare money, I would I would just order as many flavorings as I could. I'm sure I, uh, for uh, one-stop DIY for Kimmer, I'm sure that I lined her pockets with many a rent checks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, sometimes you wonder if it would be just be cheaper to have somebody um, go public and buy stock. Yeah, um, but I, you know, it's kind of DIY. It was I was destined to go down that path because I made my own beer. Um, I've tried to make my own liquor. I make wine. Uh, I made my own. I made my own cigarettes. Whenever I smoked cigarettes, I rolled my own cigarettes. So whenever I started vaping, that was just, you know, it came natural. It was just like, oh, well, now i got to learn how to make juice. <laughs> <coughs> well, and you plus, know, this I mean, is just back a given. Then, back then, whenever I started, it was, there wasn't many people, or there wasn't many vendors out there. Not, not at all like there was today. And what? I had my few that I liked, but. What I year did you launch Good I, Life? Uh, 2012. Okay. Early 2012. I mean, do you re- when did you start vaping? Um, 
I opened in June, June, and I started vaping, oh, God, probably January of that year, same year. Because when you got into DIY, yeah. you just went off the rails. I mean, you wanted to oh, know, yeah, I, you I, wanted to know every fucking thing. Yeah, I, I remember having that same mind. I still have the same mindset. If you don't ask a question, you'll never get an answer. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and I, I can... The DIY group, I, I love that group. I stayed in that group. It's a shame that I'm not in there as much as I should be nowadays. Yeah, but you're still a member, like and you do. And you know what? And I can always tell when you've got an extra 10 minutes because you've answered somebody's question. And yeah. and it's funny because I see it in there, and I think, I wonder how many of these people in here don't realize that... That guy right there is the same guy that owns, you know, I mean, and Upstomp is in there. Niagara Kayaker, Sean is in there. Mandy, Mandy created the freaking group. You know, I mean, there are all these people that are in there and that answer questions for people and try to help people out that are juice vendors. They're e-liquid vendors. Yeah. And, you know, I really don't think that a lot of the members in there realize that. They think that just because we don't allow people to post, you know, well, my favorite juice vendors, blah, 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 blah. Well, we delete that because it's a DIY group. You don't promote pre-made juice vendors in the fucking DIY group. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense, right? But on the flip side of that, we also, you know, we catch a lot of heat over the fact that we have decided over the years that no more clone recipes. Um, you know, and just because we don't, it's really offensive to me and I'm not a juice vendor, but it's offensive to me for somebody to be active in answering questions in that group and to have somebody walk in and say, Hey, you know, can I get a clone for, and I'm going to pick on you because you're here. You know, I need a, anybody got a clone for panty dropper? And it's like, really? No. You know, and I guess... one of the I'm good things for me, you know, but I, you... I don't really take offense to it. Um, I, I kind of, I guess I take it as, as flattering. But I think that if you're going to do it, um, your goal shouldn't be to match Panty Dropper. Your goal should be to come up with something that's similar but better for you. you there you I mean? go. Like, if, you're, if you're trying to do it for yourself, then obviously there's something missing from the original. So kind of fill in that gap so it's not necessarily like you want to make a clone of panty dropper you want to make something that's going to fit your palette better than panty dropper does you know what i mean uh-huh well and that's so, what I mean, you know I we've tried people, to do that with people tell people, people just to on my site that are uh that you people would call clones you know i mean magic fairy is an example of a clone you know but the thing is is that it's not a clone it's my take on that style of juice and actually, before I released that juice, I went to Murdoch and I said, hey, is it okay if I release this juice? And he said, well, I don't have a problem with it as long as, you know, you make it known that this is your take on the juice. And I actually went as far as releasing the recipe uh, before it went on the site. So, you know, I mean, everybody does their take on things. If you come from DIY... You know, the whole goal is to not have to buy a vendor juice or to save money or to just do something creative. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
it's so it's it's, it's DIY is such a an awesome thing. It can get so complex. It's awesome. Oh, and Stanley the Viking wants to know what panty dropper tastes like. It is a raspberry pomegranate vape. It, uh, we like to say that it tastes pink. And it does taste like pink. Really, It's really fruity, sweet, but not overbearing. Yeah, it and it does. It does taste pink. Yeah, it tastes like a pink. There's, it's it's named after a drink, after an alcohol drink, and it's uh, the drink calls for cranberry, and we actually manipulated it down with pomegranate to where it kind of does taste like pan, uh, cranberry in a weird way, but there's no cranberry flavoring in it. I um, one of the juices I just got was a was a blueberry and pomegranate, and it's and it's really yummy. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but you know, I mean. And that's the thing is, there are people that DIY exclusively, you know, um, right. and there are people that I consider, consider flavor masters. You know, I, I never call anybody an expert because we learn shit every day about mixing and about e-liquid. Oh, we do. Yeah. We, Whenever, we constantly are learning. If you call things. yourself an expert, you've stopped learning. Yeah. And that's a problem for me, you know, um, so, and I've told people that time and time again, I said, if somebody tells you they're an expert mixer, you need to go get fucking advice from somebody else. Because this is the person that thinks they have no more to learn. And that's, that should terrify you, you know, that somebody is making e-liquid and selling it to you and, and they think they know it all, don't need to learn anything else. That's not a good thing. Because even like with me, somebody, I've been vaping for over five years and I've been making juice 98% of that, you know, when I started making juice, I started making juice because in 2010, there weren't a lot of really good vendors out there. And most of the juice was decaying. And so it was like fruity flavored Windex. You know, and the few really good juice vendors that there were out there, it was like a dollar, dollar fifty an ml. Which is really yeah. kind of fucking funny because it's come right back around mm-hmm. to that. And guess what? I'm still a cheap bitch. <laughs> I still don't want to pay a dollar fifty in ML for e-liquid. I really don't. Right. Um, and for somebody to say, well, here, here is this fancy glass bottle with a child-resistant dripper cap on it that I can't fucking open does not incline <laughs> me to pay that kind of money for your fucking e-liquid. Yeah. We're, I, I think we're one of the few vendors out there that kind of spoke of our guns uh, throughout the entire bottle craze, you know, the glass bottle craze. We stuck to plastic, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I'll preach till the day that I die. I mean, I, you will never see me selling glass just because it's a shipping nightmare. Uh, you have to get custom boxes made. You have to go to the end of the earth to find a good supplier and and for us, you know, I mean, it's just plastic just makes sense. You know, that's that's where we came from. Uh, so why would we follow the trend of the industry whenever we've never we, – we've always been that way. We've always gone against the green. If it works for us from the beginning, then we're going to stick to the way that it goes. We're going to stick to the way that works for us. And through it all, 
I'm, I'm, I got to say that's one of the things that I'm most proud of is that Good Life never went towards the boutique side of juice. You know, can we? Yes, absolutely. We do everything in house. You know, we do our labels in house. We do all of our mixing in house. We do everything that we do is, is from our lab. But we still choose to stay on the affordable side of the industry. We, I always want to be one of the most affordable vendors out there. And I think our prices have never changed since day one. They've always stayed where they are. And, uh, you know, it's I, I love having the variety that we have. We don't use distributors. You know, we distribute everything ourselves. Um, I don't know. It, it, it all works out to be good moves at the right time. And I don't have anything against the Southern California vape scene. Well, I guess maybe I do a little bit. But I'm, I'm not saying all you people out there in Southern California aren't nice, wonderful people. Because you probably are. But this whole fucking hipster thing is driving me to fucking drink. I swear to you, it is it is driving me to drink. Now, I have nothing against a handlebar mustache, Jeremy. My uncle had a handlebar mustache my entire life. Okay? I have nothing against beards. My husband has a beard six months out of the year because he works outside. But I saw more ear gauges, handlebar mustaches, and beards on Saturday than I have in the last six fucking months. And I live in the jingweeds with a bunch of fucking lumberjacks around. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird area out there. I actually just got back from L.A. right before Niagara Falls. Some of my best friends are out in L.A. And um, the craziest thing about it is in L.A., you have this this boom going. It's, it's we call it the gold rush, you know. And everybody's trying to tap in to the industry and get as much out of it as they can. So what happens is in Southern California, you have in LA alone, you have close to eleven to thirteen thousand vendors within a, a city. I mean that's that's unbelievable. Like in Albany, Georgia, where we are, we have I think four to five vendors. And uh, only two of those are shops. You know, so, I mean, if you put that on a scale, it's just, it's, it's bigger than Starbucks out there. It's on every corner, literally. So there's the saturation of the market is unbelievable. And I'm hoping that it doesn't become a trend to where it's like that all over the country. Granted, the industry has just become this enormous beast. But I'm glad that it's kind of stuck to the areas like that you know it hasn't infected everywhere so hopefully we're not going to see this turn into uh an industry that just gets lost in itself well you know and i hope it swings back um and you know i just when we were at vccne and i don't know how the hotel was when you guys were at ecc but vccne um the behavior of some people and fire alarms being set off. And by the way, if anybody was offended at um, Stanley the Vikings uh, band that I was playing in the pre-show, the reason there's all that cloud chaser shit in there is because all of us almost got ejected from the fucking hotel at VCCNE. Because, yeah, yeah, all of us almost got ejected from the hotel. It was really fucking bad. Um, people 
uh, were setting off the smoke alarms in their rooms. And when the hotel went around and asked everybody, told everybody, you know, if the alarms go off anymore, we're going to have to remove you from your room. Um, people were coming into the bar and into the meet and telling everybody they were having a cloud competition in their room. I kid you not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, we see it everywhere. Um, I, I think I'm just, maybe I'm just old school or something. I don't know, but I mean, a couple of my employees are the same way. They, they're big on cloud chasing and, you know, building coils that are just insane and, I forbid them to do that towards my customers, but I don't get it. I don't understand the the cloud chasing thing. I think it's doing more to hurt the industry than it is to help. You know, the innovation is great. You know, the the ability to make a wire into a work of art is great, but if it's pushing our batteries to the limit of becoming a pipe bomb, or if it's causing problems to where it's putting a little bit of negative image on the vaping community as a whole because these people aren't being respectable about where they vape, how they vape, it kind of becomes a problem, you know, I mean, and... And, you know, and I don't have anything against their cloud competitions either. There's just a place and a time for it. And um, in hotels that are required by law to have working fire alarms, that is not the place. Or in an elevator or a restaurant where people are trying to eat. You know, I mean, we're fighting a battle already. You don't want to put more of a battle on there because people are like, oh, yeah. You don't, you have some people that don't even give it a chance because of an experience they had at a restaurant where a vapor was haphazardly blown vapor in their direction where it wasn't necessary to do that. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe, you know, because remember a year ago, mechanical mods were what everybody had to have. And at the mm-hmm. time, at the time when, when mechs came back around, and, you know, that's not the first invention of the mech mod. And what's really funny is anybody that's been vaping less than two years thinks that 2014 was the year of the mech mod. Um, no, you're wrong. <laughs> mech mods were really, really popular in 2010, 2011, and then they came out with some really decent regulated mods, and they started going to all regulated because regulated, truthfully, is safer. Um, and then right. mechs came back, you know, and now mechs are going back out because now they're coming out with these extremely high wattage devices. Um, you know, I have I have a marquee, and my marquee is set up at 0.76 Um and I have an Igo dripper that is set up at 0.9. So, I mean, I have stuff that is technically sub-ohm. It's not right. It's not what Uncle Dagger would consider a fractional build, because I think fractional builds, I would have to be absolutely, completely and totally insane to put a fractional build on something and push the button. You know why? Because I'm too fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That that is so I'm, close to a dead short that I'm not going days, there. I remember the days where low resistance and low ohms were considered 1.5. <laughs> oh sweet boy, oh sweet boy. Let me tell you. Yeah, I mean that's that's where you go to Cisco site and you're like, oh, do I want to go with the two ohm or do I want to go take a risk and get the 1.5? Vaping Val. I'm. I'm a one-ohm vapor. You know, I, I'm one of the vapors that, yes, I have 
tons of devices and tons of mods, and I have tons of mechanicals and tons of drippers, but at the end of the day, I choose a regulated mod. Nowadays, it's the Hexome, and, I, and, I, and then I have a K Fun 4 on the top of it. That's, that's my vape. That's all I vape. <laughs> Val and I were talking the other day. Did you see when Val posted that picture up, all the shit she found in her drawer? And it was her tenor. Yeah. It was her Tenergy batteries. And, oh yeah, it was hysterical. And Val and I were talking, and she goes, "And you know, and we thought we were all badass when we were getting LR atomizers, and and they were one point eight to two ohm. And and that was considered yeah. LR. That was low res. Yep. <laughs> you go for that one point five to get that super hot hit on an on an Empire, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was pretty funny. I um what have you been working on lately? Um you, I mean and you don't have to say what's I in have, it, but what 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 are you working on? We're actually it's kind of a weird time for us because the the demand for VG juices have gone up just tremendously. Oh, that's one of and my I, rants about over the weekend. I was so fucking pissed over that, but go ahead. Our version of VG is not max VG. We we do a 70-30 blend, and that's, that's the highest VG that we go up to. Uh, we still use PG Nick because I prefer PG in terms of being accurate. Um, VG is, a, for me, the way that we do it, we weigh our nicotine for uh, accuracy uh, after we do batch testing and things like that. So for me, residuals left over from VG causes an inaccuracy of nicotine levels. So we still use PG, and obviously we still use PG flavoring. And uh, so the highest that we'll go is 70-30. And for me, I kind of like higher VG juices as well. I've become a fan of VG juices because of the natural sweetness that you get from it. Not necessarily for more clouds or anything yep. like that. but You don't have to put any sweetener uh, at all in them because the VG's got it. Right. It, it, it's, it's, the VG is sweet as it is. So you get all of the benefits of a sweet juice without having the artificial flavor. So we're in the process of, we just released Panty Chopper VG version. We already had Deadly Sin VG version. So we're in the process of uh, taking some of our others that are uh, best sellers in the line and converting those over to VG. And the trick is for us lately is we've had to learn, you know, to... For the 50-50 blends, we have to back out that sweetener and get the same flavor out of the VG, but not go crazy with the uh, sweeteners. So I've been working on that and, and, of course, some new flavors that are in the works. but not quite there yet, though. Oh, and Oliver says in the chat, when the hell did that change? It used to be PG was always first and VG second. Oliver, I still do that. But, you know, all of the juice that I make is a 50-50 anyway, so it really doesn't fucking matter. But, yeah, I've always known it to be PG first and, and VG second. Um, but I think it went that way when so many people started going to these high VG blends. They just automatically put the predominant base in front. And, you know, that of all the things that that pissed me off over the weekend when I was up there, and there were several... Um, the, the biggest one is, is DIY related, but, um, the second thing that annoyed the shit out of me was all of the juices that were up there that was so hard to find anything 
that was 50-50. Everything was yeah. high VG blend, max VG blend, 100% VG. And one of the vendors that was saying that they had 100% VG juice, I know it's a fucking liar because I know they use TPA and Flavor West flavorings in their juices. So you and I both know they're not 100%. That, that should have... That- that shit right there annoys the hell out of me. Organic and those those two words, organic and 100% uh, VG. You know, it's... But unless, yeah, because, I mean, I know I'm that the... I'm completely wrong and I missed the memo on where you can get all these wonderful flavors for VG and and where you can get this uh, elusive... Uh, where How people are making organic juice in their uh, personal area is just beyond me i don't understand it how do you get consistency out of making your own flavorings outside of a lab well and i want to know outside of a lab how it is that they think that they're filtering these things enough that they're not having organic particles that are burning on a coil and getting inhaled causing free radicals like kurt said so you know there's that aspect of it you know i mean and i get that too a lot of people are constantly all about you know oh well i'm vaping organic juices made with in-house extractions i'm like and you're saying this like it's a good thing and you know they look at me like i'm crazy and i'm like there's not enough fucking money in the world for me to do that Uh, no they couldn't they couldn't give that shit to me somebody saying that their juice was homogenized like milk and that's what makes it better really i've seen things down to people charging more because there's oxygen introduced into the mix (laughs) it's it's marketing, and I hope people are smart enough to know that it's marketing. Well, and you know, it's uh, no offense to the people that I'm about to uh, dog because I love them, but uh, it's the same concept of mixing in a wood barrel. Oh, it's ludicrous! And <laughs> it, it's pointless. If, if, uh, <laughs> if anybody believes that somebody is putting juice into a wooden barrel and then making it available to the public, it's wrong. You know, you should. I don't want splinters in my juice. <laughs> you know, what about the charcoal? You don't. You don't want your nicotine exposed to to charcoal. <laughs> or yeah, or a charcoal burned barrel, whatever. It is. Yeah, I know. I mean, I want, I want my stuff made in a sterile facility. I want it made by somebody that is mixing with uh, glasses and hairnets and gloves and things on their feet and in a clean room i don't want this experimental crap hey i want how about a professional that loves their flavoring and that that they know their flavoring well enough to make it to where it's as complex as possible in my tongue without making it just over the over the the uh over the wall marketing there's there are diy vendors out there one in particular that you know um claims to be a chemist he's not um i have been to a couple of diy shows that he was a guest on and you know the guy's sitting in his living room um on his coffee table mixing with 100 milligram nick and no gloves and drinking a six pack with his dog close to him you know drinking a six pack and you know this is the cleanest best nick out there and i'm the lead chemist you're a fucking joke is what you are dude um, well, when did you? When did it become standard to have a chemist on your staff to to do this? I don't have a chemist on my staff. I'm not a chemist. I've never 
I didn't even finish high school. You want to be, me to be honest with you? But uh, <laughs> I know how to calculate and I know how to get my things right because I'm experienced with making juice. So <laughs> it's it's the things that people are putting out there these days are just completely ludicrous. Like, well, okay, you're a chemist. Great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I used to fix computers. What does that mean towards anything? Well, that means you're a computer engineer. Or you can go to the University of California and they can make you, you know, give you an honorary doctorate and put you in charge of the tobacco control. That's that's right. what Stanton so Glantz chemist, did. Maybe you shouldn't be making juice. Maybe you should be advocating and putting your juice, putting our juice through strenuous testing so that we can have some proof whenever it comes time that we need it. That's where your chemistry should come into play, not in making my juice. Oh, yeah. And we've got, and, and this same chemist, the same chemist, and you'll know who I'm talking about now, there was a recent thread on, on Reddit. Somebody had, and a vendor had gotten nicotine from them and made up juice, and this vendor taste tests every batch of juice that they make. Okay? And knew immediately something uh-huh. was off. Right. Something right. was really, really off. And went and got the bottle of Nick out and got the titration stuff out. And it was almost double what it was supposed to be. And the company's response to that was to beat the shit out of this vendor and tell him he didn't know how to titrate correctly. Mm. And, you know, come to find out that, oh, yeah, it was almost double what it was supposed to be and considering it was supposed to be a hundred that's pretty fucking scary right you know so Uh, we we moved from a hundred to a thousand a while ago but uh that's you have the facilities to do that though right we have nicotine room to where and only one person is allowed to do it and you know, she's the the girl that does it is very very experienced with nicotine, and uh, she takes all the precautions to do it. And uh, it's scary to me whenever I see that there's a thousand milligram available, uh, not necessarily to the public, but to any vendor. Well, and I mean, and that being sold to vendors is one thing. Um, but do you remember that? Remember the the blind guy that was selling five hundred meg to anybody that wanted it? Ah, I found out some information about him this past weekend. Oh yeah. But... Um, I talked to. I don't know how to say her name. Shia Shay. Shay. Shay Sinise. Yeah, Shay. Yeah, Shay. She said that she told me that she followed him, you know, for throughout the years, and he's been arrested. He's not blind. And uh, that he was arrested on multiple fraud issues. That doesn't surprise me. He was an asshole. <laughs> he was such an <laughs> asshole. He came after Kimmer one day, and I don't think he—I th- don't think that worked out well for him because, I mean, and you know, you're a fanboy of Kimmer's, just like I'm a fangirl. I mean, when it comes to Kimmer. Um, Anybody that's been a oh, long yeah. yeah, anybody that's been a long time customer of, of Kimmer's absolutely treasures this woman because she's just I've curved on somebody for Kimmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is she is just that special. Um and she is special in all the right kind of ways. Um 
So yeah, he he came after Kimmer one time, and we all flip flip shit. Um, you know. Yeah, I think I was I was in on that. I think I actually messaged Kimmer about it and said, "Is this guy really talking shit about you?" Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> The most respected DIY vendor in the industry, the one that got all of us started, and you're going to try to talk crap about it. No way. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is not going to work. We can't have that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I started working on, and I was so waiting for Flavor Art Flavors because I have decided that I want to make a lemon shortbread cookie. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. And a lot of people, when they make cookie vapes, I have found, overdo the cookie part. And then they stick Bavarian cream in there. And why the fuck you would put Bavarian cream in, Ooh, no. in, in a go. cookie recipe blows my mind. Um, because that yeah, is that is, that is one of the flavorings that... Any, if there is a half a percent of Bavarian cream in a recipe, that's all I'm going to taste. It is just that one, you know, you know, everybody's got those flavors that just scream at them. And that is one of those flavors. And even a little bit of it is too fucking much for me. So part of my happy, happy, joy, joy dance over all these flavor art flavorings was I have lemon Sicily and I have Flavor West Marshmallow, and I have Flavor West Cookie, and I have I have Flavor West uh, Vanillas, because I'm telling you, I have this this lemon shortbread cookie recipe mapped out in my mind, and yeah. the flavors I needed to do it with were Flavor Art. Now, do you have? you have what, what's the, this is my favorite flavor art flavoring it's called fresh cream yep oh my god throw that in the fruit it's so so good behind the fruit especially with uh, like a raspberry sweet from TPA uh-huh. that, that fresh cream behind it oh it's so good oh there's 978 on hold I think we might be in trouble hello Hello. My Hi, name is Stanley the Viking. Hi, Stanley. Hi, Jeannie. So nice to talk to you on the telephone. How are you, Stanley? And hello, hello, Jeremy. Hey, Stanley. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm very much enjoying this conversation. Thank you for having it. Absolutely. And, and where, where, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Albany, Georgia, uh, which is about two, two and a half hours south of Atlanta. And, oh, and, you're, you're a Georgia peach. Well, and Stanley, I'm just so you peach. know, Albany, Georgia, is the good life city. Well, <laughs> it, it's right. I, it's certainly better than where I'm from because it's it's fucking horrible up here right now. It's still where snowing. Is that? I, I'm in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys are getting hit hard. My accountant's from up that way. Oh, that's horrible. It's a good place to hire an accountant, though, because they don't have any time on their hands because <laughs> the weather sucks so bad. Uh, exactly. So, so Stanley? Hey, 
Yes, yes, sweetie. You guys have a meet coming up next weekend, don't you? We do have a meet, and I'd love for you all to attend. Um, it, it's Saturday, uh, April. What's the day? What what day? What day is today? Uh, it's April the eighteenth, and, and it starts at one o'clock. And it's going to be a barn burner because we have uh, legislation pending from the attorney general here that's going to tell all tell all the vaping terrorists to go pound sand. Right. And and who all's going to be at the... up in the Boston area? Go. I'm I'm sorry, Jeremy. Say again. I was saying anyone up in the Boston area from chat needs to be there. Absolutely, absolutely, Boston and and maybe Southern New Hampshire because we're all friends. Um, and they're going to have a big party in Boston after the meet too to try to help get people there. And um, did you did you say did I see you say in chat earlier that Vape and Val might be at your meet? Yes, she she accepted the the event invitation, saying she might be there. I I don't know if her hubby's coming with, but um, you know she's from here. That makes me very originally. jealous. Well, you can still come. I'll, I'll be in pay, Chicago. Your, well, Chicago's on the way from your house, kinda. Not really, <laughs> but. <laughs> it, you can come, and Jeremy, you can come too. There's plenty of room for Georgia peaches. <laughs> I would love to. I, I I wish that I had four of me so that I could go to all the events everywhere. Oh, that would be. Are you going to VaporCon in October? I will definitely be at VaporCon. Okay, I'm going to that one. That's going to be my first national meet that I that I actually leave the hotel room. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah Stanley. I plan on every meet that I've ever been to that Stanley's been at. Stanley hides in the hotel room. I'm the same way. You liar! Yes, hotel rooms are very first time. That's the first time I've gotten out in a while. You know what? You know what? In the hotel room, booze is much cheaper. <laughs> unless, unless you open up the fridge. That's very, it's very true. Yes, and and Par, absolutely, you can come. I would love, I would love to see to see you there again. I haven't seen Par ever, actually. Um. Yes. Oh no, Stanley hasn't seen Par. You're right. Stanley has never met Par. No. Oh, I but she's going to be in Chicago too. So she's she's just she's she's stringing me along. Yeah. Well, she's she's trying. She wishes she could come. That's what it is. Because Par's, Par's yeah. really nice. She she wouldn't try to hurt your feelings, Stanley. Okay, okay. Well, I don't want to horn in on your conversation because I really am enjoying your conversation. I just wanted to call and say hi and, 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 and tell you that all, all that I appreciate you. Well, thank you, Stanley. Thank you very much. It's good to meet you, man. You too. I, I hope to meet you in person soon. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, I'm Stanley the Viking. <laughs> <laughs> he, and Stanley's got such a good heart Except, you know, when he's blowing up his mother's house Building coils um, Have you ever seen that video? Oh. <laughs> no Yeah, you'll have to go on YouTube And uh, search search Stanley the Viking on YouTube um, Yeah <laughs> Yeah Stanley had a little small issue Building coils and might have blown up his mother's house 
Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no. No. Wasn't wasn't really good. Um so yeah, I mean I and the bad thing is is when I got these flavors out and I started looking through these boxes and I'm like, Oh yeah, that gives me an idea. And then pull out another one yeah. and I'm like, Oh, that gives me an idea. And I'm thinking, fuck, Niagara has created a monster. Because, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to play with each of them individually. And I think that Are is... Are you big on tobaccos? No, I'm not. But I'm going to start playing See, with tobaccos. You should, you should make a tobacco. You should make a tobacco and then start throwing in the uh, MTS Vape Wizard at, at one drop per tune. That's a good one. Okay. Shade Shade is an excellent tobacco. Um, let's see what else. Do it? If I had everything in front of me, I would know. I know Shade's very very good. There's a couple more of their tobaccos that are just awesome. The RY4 is really good. Um, they've got a brand new tobacco now too. They won't tell me that. Yeah, they do. Uh-oh. They they have a brand new oh. tobacco and um that was the one flavor that that Richard forgot to put in my care package was this new tobacco. So um they're gonna bring it to Chicago for me so I can have it at Chicago and Niagara said, Jeannie, he said the the people in the lab work so long on this one. He said, If you take this stuff and you mix it up, put a little bit of cream in it, he said it is fantastic the day you make it which for a tobacco is almost unheard of you know Um, and to try to tell people and people always ask me about custards and you know and i i think that fucking fad needs to die too um and i don't have anything else i don't have anything against custards it's just I don't think that they are the sum and total of the vaping fucking world. Yeah. They're, you know, it's... They're... I think they're on their way out. They've, they've had their time here for a little while. You haven't seen many new ones coming out lately. They have just been... I love making tobaccos. Tobaccos are my favorite favorite juices to make. It takes so much time, and it takes a lot of effort, and the the fact that the percentages are usually very, very, very low, I, I love that. I love that everything is uh, very detailed with the tobacco. And I love the process of, I love a juice that's very challenging. You know, there's not much fun in a juice that just kind of makes itself great right off the bat. I like having those ones that kind of throw me for a loop. Well, I mean, and it's, and I guess, and that's the thing. I I tell people all the time in DIY, Jeremy, how many times have you heard me say, you need to learn each of your flavors by themselves? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and everybody's like, well, I just want a recipe for this. And I'm like, yes, but you still, you really need to learn your flavors by themselves. Because, you know, the only way you're ever really going to be able to combine them into something that you put in your tank or you put in your RDA or you put in your atomizer and you you go, 
oh my god, yum, is by doing right. that. Oh, hey, Par's on the phone. Hi, Par. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Par. I can't wait to see you and get hugs. Jeannie, seven more days. I know. Absolutely. I can't <laughs> believe it's seven days away. Oh, and Par, oh, you have to ask a question. I have to ask a question. Uh, Jeremy, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. <laughs> Will you be bringing El Camino to Vape Bash? I have to check, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that one that one usually makes it. Yay! Because I got high five at VaporCon, and I really wanted El Camino. <laughs> I'll make a note to myself right now. Thank you, sweetie. That is my, one of my favorite tobaccos, and I'm, I think I'm a tobacco snob, so I love it. Ask ask him a DIY question, Par. Hurry. Ask a DIY question. Oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> I can't think of one. Ask him his favorite tobacco Genie. to play with. Yeah, what is your favorite, favorite tobacco flavor? Oh, now um, put Jeremy on the spot. <laughs> let's see here. My favorite tobacco flavor for overall use, like for the the fact that you can use it in multiple places, yeah. not and even even sometimes not in a tobacco, um, is RY four double. I love that, <laughs> Jeannie. What because is your favorite flavor actually, art so far? Oh, I'm just, I'm glad to have the vanillas back. I absolutely <laughs> adore flavor art vanillas and the marshmallow. Mm. I like their marshmallow um, because they I can, have one. They have one that smells. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember the smell. It's it's like the uh, I think it's the meringue. Is it Vienna uh, cream? That's my favorite. <laughs> I love Vienna cream too. Um, but the meringue, if you smell it, it smells just like Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, you're right. That's exa- and it does smell exactly like Lucky Charms. Yep. Um, Par, you need to make sure that you send me an email, please, and thank you very much under under <laughs> directions from Kimmer. Um, because you called okay. in and because you called in and you asked us a DIY question during the DIY show, we'll get you some store credit at one stop and you can order oh. whatever the fuck you want. Hey, Thank can you, I ask Jeannie a DIY Cameron. question? Because I would love yeah. the store credit at one stop. Ask Jeannie a DIY question, Jeremy. <laughs> Hook it up, Kimmer. <laughs> I love Kimmer. Okay, I've got static on my phone so i'm gonna go back and listen to the show i love you both i'll see you in a week yes ma'am all righty bye-bye par and lisa are my roomies we uh, okay. yeah we all room together and i'll tell you what um ed the green saved our day um because ed is bringing a um air mattress for us that hotel wants 25 dollars a day for the rollaways, uh-huh. and and you can't they can't guarantee you there'll be one when you get there. They're first come huh. first serve, and are I'm like, got, so are if you staying at the uh, hotel where the meat is, yeah, yes, okay, cool, cool um, you. yep, um, and you know, and we, are, I was like, what? 
And so when Lisa and Parr decided that they could both make it, because I really thought I was going to be there by my damn self. I was not happy. Um, and Parr and Lisa took pity on me, and they figured out a way to get to Chicago. Um, so I call back, right? And I'm like, okay, I need to change the room. I need to get a two-queen room. And the guy says, oh, we don't have any. I'm like, what? What? And he says, no, we don't have any. I'm like, oh, fuck. So now we're trying to figure out how we're going to do this. Because, you know, I mean, we're four middle-aged, or we're three middle-aged women, where I get four from. But we're three middle-aged women that that have, you know, grown children and grandchildren. We're not really thrilled with the idea of sleeping in the same bed together. So Ed the Green says, well, he says, I've got this really awesome air mattress I can bring. He said, you guys can have it. I'm like, fucking A. So there's that, right? So then um, I'm watching I'm watching Taz and DG the other night. And um, DG's talking about re-releasing some of the rooms that they had set aside for vendors that they're not going to need. And um, because used to be a lot of the vendors would get two and three and four rooms. Well, right. Not doing that this year. So DG had rooms she was going to release. And I'm like, are any of them two queen rooms? And she's like, well, yeah, why, Jeannie? I'm like, I fucking need one really bad. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> so DG saved the day on that one. And uh, DG got my reservation switch. So we've got a two queen room. And Ed's bringing the other bed for us. So all three of us will each have our own freaking bed. And, you know, that that may seem like something silly and stupid to, to all you young people. Um we're not young. And we oh, love you. No, I'm 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 with you on it and I'm I'm young. I after all the traveling that I do, the most important thing in my life lately has been hotel rooms. So I have to you know, I love my staff more than anything, but uh I gotta have some space, you know, with all the traveling that we do. It's uh, a hotel room is, is just it's an essential Whenever it comes to travel, I am. Um, I roomed right next to you. Not it wasn't this year, year before. Yeah, it was at uh, VaporCon. At VaporCon. Right? Yep. yep. And you I saved me. And first you. Time I met you in, in person. Yeah, but you saved me. The one time. How did I save you? I I come walking out of my room to do something, and remember there was some really, really drunk guy being really, really obnoxious, and you were like, hey, leave the lady alone. What the fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah, I kind of have a mouth on me. And and the guy, like, looked around, and he looked at, took one look at you, and he was like, oh, fuck. And the way you went, and I looked at you, and I went, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you saved me. Well, I'm glad I could save you. I um I have set lately and I think the question that I have answered the most for people lately has been on storing nicotine long term. And you know, I I I am not against anybody buying nicotine in bulk and and putting it away. Um because, you know, I have got a little bit of some like Prepperish tendencies. I mean, and that's not because of the coming regulation. It's not in fear of that regulation. It's not in fear of any of that bullshit. Um, the reason I do what I do is because I live in the middle of bumfuck. 
And I have been where I've had two ego batteries and one of them broke. And there was not a vape shop within 70 miles of me. And I knew that was just never going to happen. And I have been down to one 10 mil bottle of juice and had that 10 mil bottle of juice be half gone. Yeah. And praying that the mail came. Well, I'm never fucking going to be there again. So, you know, <laughs> and so to try to make sure that people understand that you can take nicotine and you can store it in the freezer indefinitely. Yep. It will not freeze. You know, indefinitely um, is a good thing for people to know. Um, I know a lot of people no. use use glass. I don't. Do you tell people to uh, let it let it uh, get to room temperature before mixing with it? Yes, so they don't get any condensation yeah. on the inside of the bottle when they open the lid. Right, right. Well, oh, you know, Kimmer, there's, Kimmer there's says she has a shipping. Kimmer says she has the shipping address to said warehouse. Oh, for Margot's warehouse. Yeah, Margot has a flavor warehouse. Um, actually, Margot um, took count of her bottles of flavoring one time and admitted that she might have a problem. And, and I was giving her a bunch of shit about it, right? And, and, um, and then about three, day later, about three days later after that, I had gotten out all of my stuff to make up all my juice for my PIF project. And I started counting. And when I got to the number that Margot had disclosed publicly, I said, oh, my God. Um, do I keep counting these or do I just stop? Yep. Do I just stop here and not give Margot any more shit? I chose the stop there and don't give Margot any more shit. Because oh, if, God. if I'm, I'm with Kathy. I'm going to go with Kathy. I refuse to count bottles of flavorings or mods. Yeah. Anybody that, if, if, if I ever said that I got into this industry, or if I, if I ever said that I got into vaping to uh, save money, it, it didn't work out too well. <laughs> yeah, I know how that is. Been there, done that. It's like DIY will save you money. Well, technically... <laughs> Technically, it can save you money. So long as uh, you not only... Not in the long run if you're anything like us. <laughs> yeah. If, so long as you are only ordering the exact flavors you need to make the exact juices that you're going to make. Because otherwise, um, I'm in the school with Oliver that there's no such thing as too many flavors. There really, there, there's not. There, there is just no such thing as having too many flavors. Um, but the problem with that is, you know, it's, it's, and I have, and see, my biggest problem, Jeremy, is I not only have this issue with flavors, but I have the same issue with acrylic. Because now, you know, somebody will put in a custom order for something and I will go to my acrylic suppliers to get. Oh, yeah, because of uh, making drip tips. Yeah. I will go to get these four pieces of acrylic. 
And, you know, several hundred dollars later, I'm like, I have to fucking check out. And unfortunately, well, it's Margot is usually the cause of that problem. <laughs> I, I had this thought the other day, and this is something that is relevant to the show. I think, um, so I started Good Life with $150 investment. That's that's how I look at it. That was my first order, uh, you know, significant order for bottles and nicotine and, and flavoring and pipettes and stuff to get started with or whatever. It's not to say that the Good Life was literally started on $150, but that's where my DIY journey began and that's where good life came from and, and all that. And it was crazy to me how the other day, um, I was putting in a bottle order and, uh, we put in, I wanted to say it was 285,000 bottles. And that was, uh, and my, my, my office manager, my operations manager kind of said, yeah, well, you know, you, you probably should have went ahead and doubled that because, you know, you know that's only going to last us, you know, for the next two or three months. And we try to plan out way ahead of times. And I just looked at her and I said, isn't that the craziest thing that we're sitting here casually talking about how a 285,000 bottle order <laughs> is not going to get us by for very long she sat back she said oh i don't think like you i'm 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 worried about us running out <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's the same thing with, with uh, nicotine you know we go through oh god 55 gallons of nicotine every other day now see and it's it's just unbelievable and, and it's not to say that that's the path that everyone should go on, but I think that if there's ever any proof that people need, if there's ever any thing that people need to be able to say that, that it can happen, absolutely it can happen for sure. And I'm not telling everybody to go be a vendor, but it's uh yeah. And and by the way, in hold on, time out, back up just a second. I actually am telling everybody not to go be a vendor. And because in, in here, and Jeremy, you just pretend you're not here for a minute. I am telling you not to go do this <laughs> because personally, I think that this industry is fucking saturated with e-liquid vendors. And had you walked around ECC and Niagara Falls, you would agree with me. And I have to tell you, I may not be in the know on everything up and coming in vaping, but I'm here to tell you that 95% of the fucking people at ECC I had never heard of. It takes something special to become upstomp it takes something special to become jeremy it really takes something special to stand out from the crowd in in vaping right now and it it's it it's yeah don't go become a vendor unless you know for a fact that you're good to go don't do it okay now you're back jeremy well, go and, ahead and and in my opinion and in my opinion and, and i hear this hear this all the time from people that come into our shops you know, I mean, you'll, you you constantly hear people saying, I'm going to uh, start my own company. 
and you know, and there's a lot of logistics behind starting a company, especially to make a, a legal tax paying company and things like that. But my my first question to, to anybody that wants to become a vendor is why are you doing it? And that's not me asking you as an asshole saying why are you doing it. I'm asking you because I genuinely want to know are you doing it because you feel that you love what you do and you have something to offer to the industry or are you doing it because you feel like you can get in on some possible money because I'll you know that 285,000 bottles that sounds nice you know anybody that's you can do the math on that but you also don't there's a flip side to that there's a lot of money from that that's invested into the company to grow it you know and to make it bigger and if a vendor isn't it for the money. There is money, but you got to understand also that Good Life came into the industry when there wasn't a lot of vendors out there. So we came in at a totally different time than there is now. And yes, there's money in the industry, but it's not like it was back in the day. You know, I mean, I, our we ended up with a huge year last year, but we spent damn near as much as we made, you know, because we're trying to grow the company into being ready for FDA and to try to hopefully give us a fighting chance depending on what happens, you know. So I think that's the question that should be asked. If you're doing it for money, then don't don't even try. Because you're gonna be have a lot of you're gonna have a lot of uh you have a lot of downfalls before you actually get to some money. Oh, somebody else is on the phone. Hold on just a second. 90 seconds. Oh, and good thing they called in, too. Hi, 410. Hello, Jeannie. This is Gary Schulte. How are you? I'm very good. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I enjoyed the show so far. Let me say that first of all. But you, you piqued my interest, and I didn't get a chance to jump on the phone right away when you talked about storing nicotine. Uh-huh. Because, as you know, I buy things in bulk. 60 seconds. <laughs> Ignore that Just British lady. She'll shut up in a minute. Okay. Yeah, she, it's, right. she's just telling us she's going to cut off the phone lines. She won't hang up on you, and she won't hang up on Jeremy. She just won't let any more incoming calls come in. Okay. Well, I did get in just in time. All right, but back to the storing... The liquid, because you know my boss, Ron Ward. I've called and talked to you before. Yes, sir. And he and I have discussed this. <laughs> now, you're saying, if I follow you correctly, the nicotine I can store it in the freezer. Yep. You know, most of my stuff is uh, 48. I do have some 100, things like that. Yep. Uh, if it has been opened, is it still okay seconds. back in the freezer? Yes, um, so long as you, yeah, and and here's the thing. I keep a small bottle out that I work out of, okay? So I keep 120 mil, I keep 120 mil at room temperature all the time that I work with, okay? The rest, the rest of that liter of 100 meg goes in the freezer. Yeah, that's, that's the way I would do it, too. 
I would keep my, my big stock cold and then go little by little uh, to room temperature to what you're going to be using. Okay, even pre-mixed, because I mix mine down to around a 12. As long as it's not got flavoring in it, you're good. No flavoring, just the PG, VG, and nicotine. Yep, just don't freeze flavoring. Okay, because uh, right now I've just been keeping it in the refrigerator, uh, but it is okay, but it'll last longer even in the freezer, if I'm following you correctly. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you have to realize, even when you're getting 100 meg, okay, that 100 mm-hmm. meg is 10% nicotine, 90% what? PG. Or whatever base they're using. Okay. So, I mean, it's already mixed with PG. PG, the freezer won't hurt VG or PG. Um, Freezing. Yeah, freezing flavoring does some funky shit sometimes with with flavoring. So, yeah, I tell people never to, to freeze flavorings. But now I do know vapors that live in the high desert that keep their mixed e-liquid in the refrigerator because it's a hundred fucking degrees in their house. Well, I don't have that problem. <laughs> now my my pre-mixed stuff is just around sixty-eight to seventy degrees. So yeah, you know, a good rule of thumb that I always worked on was. That Cold and cool is good. Heat and hot is bad in all, in all scenarios. That, that was the, the rule of thumb I always went on. If you have your liquids or any ingredients near a hot source, it's not good. You know, you should, because heat degrades nicotine, um, you know, you're, you got to have it, and, and, and you know, it could have just been one of those rules that I always stuck by, but it never went wrong for me. So I just assumed that it was the right way to do it. Is that heat bad, hot bad, cold good, cool good. Okay. I guess I was really more concerned about thinking about, you know, when I took it out of the freezer, then, of course, you let it come up to room temperature, pour what you need, and then refreezing it. You know, that kind of... Uh, didn't sound quite right. Nope. No, no, no. Well, it's I'm... fine because, number one, nicotine doesn't freeze, and neither does PG. Oh, okay. Yeah, neither one okay, of those wait, things not freeze. freeze. They, it will not freeze. It will be really cold okay. and really thick. Okay. Okay. So there's two reasons to let it come to room temperature before you try to use it. One is if you let it come to room temperature inside and outside of that bottle, you won't. You will not get any condensation on the inside of the bottle okay. when you open it. Okay, because condensation is water, so you don't want to be adding, you know, water at any percentage, not unintentionally anyway. Um, and the the second reason is so that it is a consistency that you can work with. Um, PG based nicotine straight out of the freezer is about twice as thick as Essentials Depot VG. Okay. So does that make sense? So you're the, gonna throw off you're gonna throw off your 
measurements with uh, residuals or with just simply it's it's got more mass to it, so it's going to come out a weird measurement that looks right but ends up not being right because of the consistency of the liquid. Okay, so if I'm following you correctly, a safe rule would be let it sit, come up to room temperature, however long that takes, yep. both inside and outside the bottle, shake vigorously before I pour in my four ounces. Well, yeah, and the whole shake vigorously thing is just old school. And the reason the reason that all of the old school people tell you that is because we lived through the Box Elder fiasco. Um, Box Elder was a company that that sold nicotine, and um, they ended out they ended up sending out some shit that was closer to five hundred than it was to a hundred. Um, and I've heard about it. Yeah, and that was only in their VG blend, and and the thing, and I've talked to Kurt about this numerous times since then, but anymore. Here's the thing about even with VG Nick. VG Nick is a pain in the ass to work with for me only because of the consistency. I'm not really worried about VG about using VG Nick. It's just trying to draw it up into a syringe is a pain in the ass. Okay? Even trying to draw it up into my pipette pump is a pain in the ass. Unless you've got a catheter syringe that you're using, it's it's a pain in the ass. But once nicotine is diluted properly into VG, it's not going to separate back out. Okay? okay. Um, we always talk about this thing called ribboning. Okay? That there's this ribboning mm-hmm. effect. Well, the ribboning effect only is during the initial mix process. If it's mixed down correctly. Jeremy, have you ever had nicotine separate back out of your VG? Uh, no, I haven't. I've actually never used the freezer method, to be honest with you. Uh, I, w- I would cool it down sometimes if I was storing it, but I never used freezer. So, you so know, I never had any kind of separation issues. The whole shaking the shit out of it, that is an old school thing with us. And and oh, yeah. we I mean, say that because... I have no separation, I always shook it up. Yeah, back in the day, um, before we knew that oils were not a good thing in a vape. A lot of flavoring that people used in e-liquid, and especially Chinese vendors, um, Decang, used mm-hmm. oil-based flavors. And oil-based ba- flavors, as we now know, are definitely not a good thing to be vaping. Um, they they should be avoided because in most cases they're not essential oils. Um, essential oils are one thing. Um, the problem is is a lot of the oil-based flavoring out there is based in vegetable oil and that is definitely not something that you want to be inhaling um so but for the most part it's very hard for somebody to go to a diy vendor site now and find an oil-based flavoring most most vendors have anything to do with diy um, even if they sell stuff for candy making and stuff they have noted on their site that this flavoring is for food use only, not for inhalation. Um, and that's why. But back in the day, everything separated. And you had, you know, when you picked up your bottle of juice to fill up your cardo or to, to you know, put 10 drops in your atomizer, um, you shook it before you used it. Um, and, you know, the whole thing with the box elder nicotine 
when when that hit, that was where the shake the living shit out of it came into play in the DIY world. You know, nowadays it shouldn't be necessary, but you know what? It's a 10-second safety precaution. I shake it just out of habit. I yep. shake my cranberry juice before I pour it into my glass. That's just a habit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Jeremy, I was glad to hear you say that you, you refrain from the glass bottles. Yep. They are a pain in the butt, in my opinion. They, I completely agree with you. Takes forever to fill up a tank, or and and by the time I fill out the tank, I probably knocked it over with my elbow, and half my juice has been lost so, as I'm <laughs> dripping it in there. So yeah, I've had quite I've, a few experiences where I'll have glass uh, from another vendor or something like that in my book bag for traveling, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll break in my bag. So I that's I. I truly feel that 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 is just a gimmick type thing and totally marketing and with all the pretty labels and everything else from what I've seen. Good to know. I'm glad to hear some people say that. Well, I always, you know, I I don't know if you ever listened to the show. One time when I called in, I worked at a vape shop with Ron Ward, who I believe you know. And I've always asked him, please get stuff in plastic bottles. Don't get rid of that glass stuff. Yeah, it can go either way for us because we we do wholesale to other shops. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a double-edged sword. It works out good for us in some shops and other shops want glass. So, you know, we, we miss out on some business. But I think in the long run, sticking to our guns and sticking to our core beliefs, you know, and, and uh, sticking to what works for us is better off than making that sale. Maybe it's just not supposed to happen, you know. Well, we've actually gotten samples in from some manufacturers that the glass tube, you know, the dropper, was shattered and broken inside the bottle. Yeah. The bottle itself was intact, but the glass dropper was shattered. And what value of it is it to any customer then? So it's another yep. bottle thrown in the trash for somebody. Right. So anyway, okay, well, I thank you very much for your information. Wait, wait, wait. I see it's getting late. Wait, yes. don't hang up yet. Make sure yes. you send me an email. Okay, I will. Okay. <laughs> um, and I will tell, well, I guess you'll be seeing him next weekend. I most definitely will. I always have fun talking to Ron, and because it's Vape Bash, I am so, I have my fingers crossed that I will see Kazi. Oh, Okay. I'm hoping Kazi's going to be there, too. Yeah, Ron's under the weather right now. I've been working more hours. Well, tell him he better keep his... Leave leave his damn germs at home, and he owes me a coffee. Yeah. I I know that. That I will remind him about. But I've been... That's why I've been working a little bit more, so he can stay home and rest and get well. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) Oh, you're quite welcome. All right. Okay, well, I thank you all very much. You have a good night, dear. Thank you. Okay, you too. Thank you. Bye now. I didn't realize how damn late it was. Until- yeah, I've already. I've, I had to put the phone down there for a second and tuck my son in the bed. Aw, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I know, but missing bedtime sucks.
they're they're not little long jeremy and i know he's not a little itty bitty guy anymore but i'm telling you um you're gonna blink and and when it's gone it's gone so you know oh i know my he's 10 now and uh he's all he's worried about is his summer vacation we go somewhere every summer and this year he gets to go to new york city so he's constantly uh with me on the computer asking me to look up stuff for New York City. <laughs> so. That town is so ignorantly expensive. I know. He wants to go see the big buildings. So whatever he wants during his summer vacation, he gets it. Well, and, you know, but I'm telling you, um, yeah, really, take every minute you can and, and enjoy them all because you're going to turn around and you're going to blink. And tomorrow he's going to be over six foot tall, um, and I and I say this out of out of experience. Um, my oldest, my oldest son, um, I got lucky, and he topped out at like five ten, I think. Um, he's five ten on a on a good day. Um, my baby boy, my my last baby, um, is now sixteen years old, and driving my car, and about six one, and wears a size thirteen boot. Wow. And yeah, I cannot, uh, for the life you know, of me, figure out how the fuck that happened. He, I tell him I love him whenever he gets out and goes to school, and he's like, Dad, don't stop. Don't say that. It's weird. <laughs> like, oh, calm down, dude. Don't get old quick. Don't get so old on me quick. Yeah. Yep. Nope. My, my B is driving a car. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And he likes to walk up behind me. And put his chin on the top of my head and say, you know, Mom, I had to bend over to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 surreal how how fast, you know, and, and you're young enough that you can remember being 16 and thinking, God, I can't wait till I'm 21. And yeah. and now now you're past that 21 thing and you're you're thinking, God, I was 21 a long time ago. Well, let me tell you what. Yeah. Um I I have been over 21 longer more years than I was under 21. And um you know time really never flew until till I had kids, but at least now I've got grands. You know, I yeah. I still have I have little itty bitty ones running around and grands are way better than than kids because grands you have the option of sending them home. So do they know that you cuss like a sailor? Um, the only time I have a filter is around the little bitty ones, um, and I can filter pretty well, um, but the worst thing is, like, if I smack one of my hands, you know, or or the dog walks by and bangs into one of my hands, or, you know, the little bitty ones like to, to you know, run up and, like, try to, they just jump in your lap when you're least expecting them, and with my hands the way they are sudden things like that hurt really fucking bad and yeah. and and holy fuck does get screamed out a time or two and um my <laughs> my youngest granddaughter Paxton she'll look at me and she says that's one of my mommy's words grandma <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and and i just have to laugh because you know anybody that knows me when I when I come out with fuck, the last thing you expect somebody to say is, 
That's one of my mommy's words. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So I do have a filter. You know, I always tell people that, that filter that says don't say that. I wasn't born with one. I wasn't born with one. But when when the, you know, God and the universe blessed me with grandchildren, they supplied me with one. But it only yeah. <laughs> only works if there are people around that are two foot tall. <laughs> Too funny. Well, you know, what are you going to do? It was really funny. We were about, I don't know, a week, two weeks ago. I was talking to the girls and I said, can you believe my husband actually asked me if I needed to say fuck as much as I do? And what's hysterically <laughs> funny about that entire thing is... This man has been with me for 20 years. You would think that by now, he'd be used to this shit. Wouldn't you? I'd have thought. Yeah, because, you'd think he would. Yeah, because I'm not very much any damn different than I ever was. But, well, kiddo, um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about tonight? I don't believe so. I think we, we covered a lot. Uh, I, thank you for having me on the show. It's fun. Well, thank you for agreeing. I wasn't. I really wasn't expecting, when I asked you if you would come on and do DIY with me, I was not expecting you to say, hey, I'm home this week. And when yeah, you said, hey, uh, I'm going to be home this week, I'm like, fucking A. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's perfect timing. Well, I gotta go pick up Mr. Phil Basardo from the airport tomorrow. That's that's the only thing I have for the weekend. Is that he's coming down to visit the shop. Oh, really? Yep. Gotta go entertain old Basardo. And he is, and you know, he is such a good guy. And it's so funny. You have to make sure you tell everybody at the shop to call him Pete. Yeah, I I told like four people that today. Yeah. Somebody said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pete's going to be on shop. I said, just, just remember to say Pete. Yeah. Um, because the first time I got to meet Phil in person, he it was on Thursday night at the bar at VaporCon. And, Jeremy, you know what everybody is like Thursday night in the bar oh, yeah. at VaporCon. Yeah. Um, Phil might have had a drink or two. And, um, and Dimitri, Dimitri says, and this is Jeannie, you know, our Jeannie. And he goes, yeah, I know. I said, oh, aren't you that P. Basardo guy? And I was being a smart ass, you know, aren't you that P. Basardo guy? And he looked at me and he squints at me real funny. And he said, why the fuck's everybody call me Pete? <laughs> <laughs> you damn drunk. He asked drunk. me earlier, he said, so. Do I need to bring any mods or anything like that? I said, nope. All you need to bring with you is your drink and have it. So because it's my only weekend off, and we're going to go out and have a ton of drinks. So be ready. Yeah, well, and, you know, I honestly think the reason that, that Phil thinks everybody calls him Pete isn't that they're really calling him Pete. It's that they're calling him P. Basardo, P. Yeah. which is what he has on fucking YouTube, and his drunk ears just hear Pete. He's a good dude. Phil's a good friend. Um, we're excited to have him down. Just, I told him uh, I didn't even care if he came down to do a video or anything. I wanted him to check out 
the lab and, you know, kind of see what we got going on down here. It's pretty exciting stuff being in a small town in Georgia. And uh, I guess him liking the juice, you know, he wants to come investigate and see where where his juice is made. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and, and he's a really, really good guy. Um, he really is. I mean, all these people think that they, they know him. I guess I think I'm pretty fortunate to be able to say that I know him and it's somebody that I call my friend. Um, and right. after seeing the way the guy gets mobbed, I mean, literally, oh, and I'm not kidding you, so he gets, he gets, yeah, he gets mobbed. VaporCon, people just, I mean, there were people standing three deep around this guy just yeah. to, to meet it's, P. Bissardo. It's, it's the same way with all of them. Yeah, it was the same uh, way Nick's at VCC. Nick is such a down-to-earth dude, and he gets just run over at meet. I know. I caught him. I um. I caught him at ECC. Um. He was just coming in the door, and somebody's like, oh, "Grim Green," and and Grim's looking around, you know. And, and Nick gets that kind of deer in the headlights look, you know, when people start yelling "Grim yeah. Green," and and he glanced over me, and I said, "Hello, Nick," and he goes, oh, "I need to talk to you, Jeannie." <laughs> and so, yeah, I did get to talk to Nick there, but like with Phil, it. At the meets like that, it's just crazy. I don't know how he can do what he does. I really don't. Um, that would, like, freak me the fuck out. We are really fortunate that um, Niagara Kayaker and I organize some meets up in Buffalo. Um, and Andre Andre is kind enough to let us invade one of his House of Vapor locations um, and just take it over and have a huge meet there. And Phil comes from Rochester for those. And and it's really cool that to me that Phil gets to walk into these meets and be Phil. Right. You know, he doesn't have to have on that that reviewer hat. He can just be right. Phil and, at know, a meet. It, I think he's excited to come down too because he knows that he might we're gonna have a meet and greet for him at the store, but uh it's only for a couple hours. But my whole staff you know, everybody that's with us, we've been friends with Phil for, you know, three years now. So uh, it's it's just like having another friend in town for us. So it, I think he's excited to come down and just hang out and not have that whole, so you remember when you reviewed this and that? And, you know, all of us are like, uh, let's go out and have dinner and let's go out and have a drink and have fun and laugh. And, <laughs> you know, make fun of all the dumb shit that we see every day. <laughs> yeah, so. put the vape. Put the vape three thousand on on a constant loop on your TV in the shop. Yeah. Say, hey man, thanks for teaching people how to vape safe, buddy. Yeah. Well, you have to admit that that you know there really hasn't been much put out since then that was that fucking funny. Yeah. All right, Jeannie. Well, I'm gonna go in here and make sure my little one is in bed, and I had so much fun talking to you. And anytime you want me on the show, you just let me know, and I'll be. If I'm in town, I would be more than happy to be on it. Thank you, kiddo, and I look forward to seeing you next week. I'll see you on Thursday. Absolutely. All right. I'm gonna get the, some big old hugs. Good night, sweetie. Good night. Okay, guys. Um, if you didn't call in, you should have. I'm just saying, you should have. And um, if that little conversation Jeremy and I had didn't clue you in, I will not have a show next week, guys. I will not be in Pennsylvania. Um, 
Next Thursday, I will be in Chicago at Vape Bash. So I will see you guys two weeks from now.